Welcome to Inside the Vault, Enterprise Bank's podcast series where we talk about items of interest to small business. Today, we're going to talk a little Americana with America's uh, oldest and largest forge operation, Wendell August Forge in Grove City, PA. With me today is Will Connect, who is the chairman of the board of Wendell August Forge and the chief brand officer. Will, welcome. Dave, it's so good to be with you and uh, great to be with uh, the great folks at Enterprise as well. As Will and I was just were just talking online, you know, the stories uh, of entrepreneurs and businesses, particularly family-owned businesses, you know, a lot of lessons can be earned by by you, our viewers, as, as small business owners or friends of small business. So, uh, probably the best place to start is the beginning. Sure. Um, so, you know, I just mentioned Wendell August is the oldest forge in the United States. Where did it start? Where was its humble beginnings? It's a fantastic story, and it is rooted in the American entrepreneurial journey. Our founder was a guy named Wendell August, and he was a consummate entrepreneur. Uh, Back in the day, we're 100 years old. We're celebrating our 100th anniversary, and I can't remember what small sliver of companies actually make That's 100 years, but it's less than 1%, I believe. And still stayed independent. So what a privilege. Yeah. What a privilege to be a part of a company that uh, you know has such a legacy. But our founder, Wendell August, was a consummate entrepreneur. And uh, he and my dad are sort of the bedrocks of our company. In 1923, when he founded Wendell August Forge, he was actually in the coal business. And at that time, he was in Brockway, Pennsylvania, and the coal business was struggling a little bit. And he had this group of blacksmiths on staff that he didn't want to let go. And he wanted to figure out ways that he could keep his blacksmiths employed. And so the, and the blacksmiths would be making the shoes for the horses that would go in. I was going to ask you, how are blacksmiths yeah, involved in a they coal would mining make, Yeah, they would make the shoes that would go in, uh, go on the horses that go into the mines. Right. And so when the coal mining business was struggling, he thought of new ways to utilize his, his team. And so he started working in ornamental architecture, in wrought iron, and so would do little things in the Brockway area for banks, homes, you know, a fireplace and irons, things. I'm thinking that, like decorative kind of fences and gates. Yeah, decorative, that, decorative yeah. wrought iron stuff yeah. just to keep people employed. And then in 19, late 1920s, the Aluminum Company of America, Alcoa, as we know it today. Which is based in... Where I live, New Kensington, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. And New Kensington, I'm about to mention, plays an important role in our history. So they were building their research facility in the late 20s in New Kensington. And they were trying to highlight the new uses of aluminum, this wonder metal. And so when they were doing it, they had these massive gates that were the entry to their facility. And they wanted them done, not in wrought iron, which was typical. They wanted them done in aluminum. So they did a nationwide search for the company that could create these massive gates in aluminum. Wendell August, our founder, being the consummate entrepreneur, raised his hand with his blacksmiths and said, we're, we're going after that competition. And so he made a simple piece in aluminum, never had worked in aluminum before, made a simple piece in aluminum, presented it to the board at Alcoa, and lo and behold, he was selected to make the gates. And we began working in wrought aluminum for those gates. And he was so thankful because those gates kept his people employed. He was so thankful that he made a little gift in aluminum, a little dish in aluminum that he gave to all the board of directors as a thank you. At Alcoa. At Alcoa. 
One of them got into the hands of Edgar J. Kaufman of Kaufman Department Stores. And Edgar Kaufman calls Wendell and says, you know, hey, this thing is pretty neat that you did for Alcoa. Is there any way that you could put a picture of my house on aluminum and make uh, dishes for me with a picture of my house? Wendell August being the consummate entrepreneur, absolutely. He goes back to the office and talks to his blacksmith. How in the world are we going to do this? <laughs> and so one of his blacksmiths, one of the, the key people in our history, Otto Pisoni, came up with a way to actually cut in steel an outline of the picture of Mr. Kaufman's house and put a piece of aluminum on top of it and actually hammered it. So those chiseled out portions in the steel die became the relief in which the metal that was hammered, the aluminum, actually went into. And when you turned it over, there was a picture of the house. Just like you and I, when we were kids doing silly putty Mm -hmm. on the comics. Right. A very similar approach. But literally, Dave, 100 years later, or 90 years later, because this was in the late 1920s, we are still utilizing that same process where we engrave a design in reverse, in steel, we place metal on top of it, and we hammer metal into the chiseled out portions of the steel. And if you come up to our place in Mercer, we have a little history center. We have that original die. We have the original piece we made for Mr. Kaufman. And backing up, we have the original sample that Mr. August took in to the Alcoa team when he pitched making the gates. And oh, by the way, we have those gates on permanent loan from the good folks at Alcoa that enter into our workshop that people can see every single day. So it's an amazing story of great entrepreneurial. uh, I've been to your place and I didn't realize those were the same gates because I was like, what happened to the gates? Because I used to you know, bike by them and drive by Absolutely. them as a kid for years and years. Absolutely. Small world. It, it really is. Absolutely. So you mentioned beyond Wendell August, mm-hmm. your father. Yeah. So how did the, the business end up in the Connect family? So, you know, I'm blessed to be the second generation of the second family uh, to helm Wendell August and to steward Wendell August, because that's really what we see us as, as a steward of American craftsmanship. Um, and so Wendell... Um, handed the reins of the company to his son, Robert, Bob August. Uh, Bob, you know, did it, you know, out of family loyalty, but really it wasn't in his heart. Again, a great story. In 1978, late 78, my dad uh, approaches his account. My dad had spent 16 years at IBM and the culture had changed in the mid 70s and he was looking maybe to do something a little bit different. He went to his accountant and said, you know, if a small business comes on your radar that I could buy, uh, I would really be interested in that company. At the same time, Bob August goes to his accountant and says, you know, this really isn't for me. Um, If you could find somebody who would be interested in buying it, I would love to talk to that individual. Now, again, Wendell August was in western Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, and that's where my family was. But that accountant that my dad spoke with and the accountant that Bob August spoke with happened to be the same guy. (laughs) Within a matter of weeks, my dad and Bob are sitting down, and literally four months after he uh, reached out to his accountant, my dad had left IBM and now was sitting in Grove City, Pennsylvania as the owner of Wendell August Forge. What year was this? This was 1978. Okay. Just a fabulous story, because if anybody who 
had known my dad, they could not have picked a better company for him to steward. My dad was a Renaissance guy. He was a collector of everything. He loved craftsmanship. He loved artistry. He was a proud American. He was very involved civically. And you think of Wendell August Forge and and what we do and who we are. It was an absolute providential match made in heaven. And again, my my father passed the reins to me about 18, 19 years ago now. And and again, so I'm the second generation of the family who's been blessed to lead Wendell August Forge. What a great story. Great story. So you were kind of born into the business. Yes. Um, Walk us through... It's interesting. Yeah, yeah sort walk of. us through what's happened since you've taken leadership. Yeah, so, you know, I was sort of born into the business, but yeah. growing up on the other side in Ohio, I wasn't in the business every day. And it wasn't my, you know, absolute dream from the time my parents bought the company in 1978. I was 12 years old um, to go into Wendell. Um, but uh, I was in college. I graduated from Wake Forest University, living in Hilton Head, waiting tables, getting ready to move out to L.A. My dad calls and said, hey, you know, we're thinking about selling Wendell August, um, unless you and your sister are interested in, in, in coming on board. And he said, listen, no pressure. If you don't want to do it, no problem at all. We'll continue with the process of selling. If you are, give it a year. See if it's something that is in your blood like it's in mine. And if so, let's stay on. And if not, we'll sell it at that time, but at least we've given it a shot. And it was, you know, what a great opportunity for a young guy. So, you know, I came on board. My sister came on board. She ended up raising a family and left. Uh, she's still a, a, an owner. Um, but uh, I've been there 34 years now, if wow. you can believe that day. Well, you can by looking at me, but <laughs> 34 years I've been at Wendell August. And uh, for me, it's, it's continuing a tradition of American craftsmanship while adapting to technology and the competitive forces in Mexico and China to keep us viable. Uh, Our mission is not to be the biggest, but to be the best, to be high quality, um, to be unique and different. I mean, we get calls all the time, Dave. If it's, you know, once a quarter, it's, it's, you know, maybe more or emails now from factories in China saying, hey, come over here. We can make it much cheaper, but there's no way. Um, We are all about Western Pennsylvania. And we love the roots. We love being made in Pennsylvania. We love being made in America and uh, we will die being made in America. And, you, and you've said many times, you, know, you and I have talked a lot over the years, um, many times it's the people that make Glendale August special, right? It's, it's, it's phenomenal. The, the, the people that I am blessed to work with every day, we're not perfect as a company. Uh, we always want to get better. But I tell you where we are perfect, our people. I work with amazing people who have skills and abilities and talents in things that I could never dream of. And, and the way we look at Wendell is, is, is a family that, you know, that needs to, to produce, right? Because we need to stay viable in order to employ 70 to 120 people, depending on the season. We're very seasonal. Um, we need to stay competitive with China and Mexico, and it's not easy. But what we realize is we're a group of 70 core people that have unique and different talents. And when we leverage those talents of each of us uniquely to, to, the, to the max, all bringing our different skill sets and talents to bear, 
that's when we win and we win biggest. And, and again, you know, your, your, your viewers, your listeners to this podcast who are exceptional entrepreneurs as well, they know that as well. You recruit people around you that have differing talents that augment your, you know, your strengths, but also build into your weaknesses. Um, and, and again, when you do that, when you do that effectively, that's when the magic happens. And that's what we're trying to do at Wendell August as we steward American craftsmanship. Right. And, and when we talk about family uh, and not just family, but community, um, you went through probably one of the greatest tragedies a business owner could go through uh, in 2010, um, major catastrophic fire to your uh, legacy facility uh, right in Grove City. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, incredible. I want to back up a couple of days before okay. the fire because, again, this is 2008, 2009. We all, you know, many of us who are our age know what we were facing as a nation. The economy was absolutely tanking. We were a vertically integrated manufacturer. We were getting crushed. In late 2008, Thanksgiving, we had our annual meeting with our board of advisors, and they literally sat us down in 2008 on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and basically suggested to us that we sell the assets, we close down Wendell August, and we move to the next chapter of our lives because we had been so you know beat up by the economic um, great recession, yeah, yeah the great recession in 2008. Um, you know we were together as a family that weekend, and at the end of the day, Dave, we decided we were going to keep fighting because the people we worked with and the customers we served, especially in Western Pennsylvania, were were too important to just pack it in. And so we had a monumental task ahead of us in 2009. Uh, in 2009, I laid off about 40 people. Very painful, very difficult discussions. And it was interesting when we'd have those discussions, I was the guy in tears. My colleagues that I had to let go understood mm-hmm. because they understood where we were. So we battled in 2009. And, and at the end of the year, we looked around and we were still around. And, <laughs> and, and that was a victory for us right. in 2009. We went into 2010, and if you remember, uh, at that time, that's right, right around the time we started the relationship. Well, you guys, the bank and, you guys and were integral, yeah, and, and again, yeah. Let me yeah. interject that because yeah. at that time in 2009, our bank that we had been with for 20 years, because we had violated one covenant, one covenant, they kicked us to the curb, and we could not find a bank to come and and help us, except Enterprise Bank. Chuck and Randy and you, Dave, came alongside us. You saw what could be, and even in extremely difficult times, you said, we're willing to bet on this horse. You were the only bank that was there for us. And for us, that's going to be loyalty for years because you were there in our darkest moment. Without you, we would not be in business today. We would have have had to shut the doors because we had no banking facility. Appreciate appreciate the sentiment, but you know I can still recall there's certain deals that you you know you underwrite and, and you look at that kind of stick in your mind. And I recall the biggest thing that we looked at was the commitment of not just the the family, mm. your family, the owners, but the employees, yeah. the family yeah. concept. Yeah. Um, and again, you just said it. You made it through, uh, did what you had to do under very difficult circumstances. And, you know, survived when a lot of businesses didn't during that period. And that meant a lot to the bank. 
Well, it you guys were key to that story, and that's 2009 when you joined us and partnered with us, literally partnered right. with us, and uh, became key advisors along the way. And we've had some great discussions, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and it's been extremely, extremely beneficial for us. Here we are, what, 14 years later, yeah, and we still have a great relationship. And uh, we're still, you know, joined at the hip, and, and, and again, we will be loyal to Enterprise Bank, uh, for as long as y'all have us, for sure. Um, and so we we limped through 2009 with the help of Enterprise. We get into 2010, and there's an opportunity in Pittsburgh. The Civic Arena is closing, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are looking to memorialize the last game in the arena, which was early April. I think it was April 7th, uh, 2010. So we saw this as an opportunity to go in and pitch that we wanted to potentially be that gift that all the ticket holders for that game would receive to memorialize that that uh, that game, the last game for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Civic Arena. And so I'll never forget uh, my colleague, who's now our president, Christian Werner, and a fellow owner. Christian Werner comes on uh, board. He creates an opportunity that we would make commemorative tickets. And we had the best pitch decks we'd ever made. He and I, on March 4th, go into the headquarters, and we meet with the entire marketing team, and, and here are these two guys from the small little company presenting to probably the best franchise in hockey and one of the best franchises in professional sports. We give it our all. We know that if we can get this order, this is significant. This is March 4th, 2010, a Thursday. We leave. We go into Cranberry. We go to a, an all-you-can-eat buffet. I'll never <laughs> forget it, uh, a Chinese buffet, and we're eating. And Christian gets the call while we're eating. Hey, this is you know Dave Soltes from the Pittsburgh Penguins. We want you to make 18,000 commemorative tickets for our last game in the Civic Arena. Literally, Christian and I get up in the middle of this restaurant. We're high-fiving. We're <laughs> celebrating. And, and again, because for us, this was some light at the end of the tunnel that we're going to make it. We are going to make it. And the Pittsburgh Penguins had given us confidence. March 5th, we go in Friday morning. We have an all-hands meeting. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grinning, grinning ear, ear, ear to ear, and we make the announcement. We've got the award. We've got the uh, gift. The Penguins are going with us. Now we have four weeks to make 18,000 handmade tickets. Our team got, uh, got together and started immediately. That's March 5th, Friday. Saturday morning, we're, we're cranking. And uh, I'm, I'm out making some deliveries into local customers, and I get a call. Will, the forge is on fire. Come back here. I'm like, what? Okay, I'll be back in a minute. Made my delivery, got back in my car. As I'm getting back in my car, one of my colleagues, one of our craftsmen, a man's man, is in tears. Calls my cell, Will, the forge is burning to the ground. Get back here now. Long story short, Dave, in, on that day, March 6th, 2010, two days after we'd, given, we'd gotten our biggest order in history, we burned to the ground. Our flagship retail store, gone. Our manufacturing facility, gone. Our corporate offices, gone, burnt to the ground. And um, just stood there in disbelief while these 21 volunteer fire departments just rescued the things, some things the that were absolutely the dyes. I mean, there's so much in this yeah. I could unpack that right. just phenomenal heroics. And if any of your listeners are, are volunteer firefighters or have been firefighters, you're our heroes. Um, and then, you know, it, we're expecting the call from the, the Penguins to say, hey, thanks guys so much, but we're going to go in a different direction. Christian gets a call that Sunday, the next day, it, this is the 7th, 
and is from, I, I can't remember who at the Penguins. Christian, do you think that you can still deliver on this order? And he said, in the spirit of Wendell August, absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely, we can. Again, we're staring at a an absolute, you know, the embers are still burning. We have absolutely nothing. And Christian said, absolutely, we can. And he said, we thought you could. As a matter of fact, we... Wow, what an endorsement. How about this? We have a courier on his way to you right now with a check in the full amount of our order. And this was a six fi- this was a substantial yeah. six-figure order. This wasn't, you know, 15 bucks. Right. We have a courier with that full check. We know cash flow is going to be critical for you in these coming days. We want to play a part. What and a class organization. Like what an unbelievable testimony to the Pittsburgh Penguins, their leadership, their ownership, that they believed in a company that they should never have believed in. I mean, how many companies would have stayed with us and said, yeah, we, we think you can do it in four, in, in four weeks? Oh, you're burned to the ground? Uh, yeah. They stayed with us and they gave us the cash necessary. Long story short, that same day we met with our, well, I'm trying to make it long, less long. <laughs> uh, we met with our uh, insurance broker who'd been a lifelong friend. We'd grown up together and he pulled me aside. He said, Will, I've got to give you the reality. 60% of small businesses that suffer a catastrophic um, event such as this fire never recover. They go out of business. You need to be prepared for that. If you do survive, it's going to be up to nine months before you're back in business. You just have to know that. This is too much to re- recover quickly. So prepare for nine months. Here's what the amazing people at Wendell August that I work with every day and the community, including Enterprise Bank, what we accomplish together. Again, 60% go out of business. If we stay in business nine months before we reopen, in five days, Dave, we had our manufacturing facility back up and running. In two weeks, we had our corporate offices fully staffed, fully furniture, you know, all furniture, all computers, all set up. And in four weeks, we had our, our flagship store reopened, all in rented spaces, all throughout the Grove City community, all on handshake deals, all with no money up front. That's hey, community support. That is community <laughs> support. That is, you know, this Western Pennsylvania culture, right? We're in it to help each other. But the other thing from an entrepreneur's standpoint that I learned is we can't let our circumstances, what we see before us, impact the decisions we make. We have to see beyond the fire, beyond the rubble, beyond the circumstance to lead our teams through devastating events, challenging financial situations. We lose the big, you know, you lose the biggest customer. You have to be the rock that your team can rely on. And I don't have many skills, but I think during that time, I was uniquely positioned to help steward our company through that process because of my Christian faith, that I never wavered. I trusted the Lord. And in fact, the day of the fire, uh, we had about 40 employees on site, many of them in tears. What are we going to do? How am I going to make my mortgage payment? How am I going to pay my rent? It was consternation. It was fear. And so we gathered together in prayer. We held hands, and, and I said a very simple prayer. God, we don't know what's happening. You do. We trust you. Show us what you'd have us do. And immediately, Dave, after that prayer, and this is not a, not a joke, not over-dramatization, uh, right. 
right after that prayer, we broke as a team and we began that moment rebuilding Wendell August Forge. And here we are today celebrating our 100th year. Awesome. Awesome. And you talk about rising from the ashes. Um, it gave you, an, as tragic as this whole event was, it gave you an opportunity to build a facility um, that works best for you and, and the family of employees that you have. How amazing. And I can remember my sister and I, as we were getting ready to uh, do our grand opening, and my dad has been deceased since 2004, so he was not around. And as we were getting ready for the grand opening, my sister and I just got together for a second and just with tears in our eyes, and might even bring tears now, how proud dad would be of us that we were able to do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. So we were able to, we could not build on our, our old site because it had been grandfathered in in an old residential uh, uh, neighborhood in Grove City. We found a site out on 208, about a half mile from the outlet mall. And in October 2013, uh, we reopened uh, our new flagship facility, manufacturing and corporate headquarters. And there's where we are today. So, you know, what we had no idea the day of the fire, what would happen but the blessing from that time of us being steadfast, unwavering, not being defeated, not being discouraged, or when we were discouraged, being able to do it in private and not let our team see us sweat, cry, or, 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 or you know, panic. Um, where we are today is a direct result of us being able to, you know, just rise from the ashes, as you said, and, and not lose faith. Again, as it was in 2008, 2009, we believed our, 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 our family, our people, and our customers, and the tradition of American craftsmanship was too important to let go, and we were going to fight through it, and uh, just thankful that we're still here yeah. today. And, and even the, re, the rebuilding process and building the new, uh, the current facility was a team effort. A lot of people uh, contributed a lot of either money or expertise. Can you talk a little bit about how the project? Oh my goodness! Was it done? was it was an incredible uh, group effort. Again, enterprise yeah. right at the core of it. Um, we got a sub a substantial grant from the governor um, and the uh, RCAP program that allowed us to rebuild. Um, we didn't have the resources to rebuild. We, you know, our insurance was such that it was it was healthy, but it wasn't, you know, a recovery of right. of, of of a new facility. So, enterprise and, and your team, the governor, and then the owners, we came, we all came together, and we were able to partner together and and, and make that building a reality. And um, again, it was a community event, yeah. and. Uh, Again, that's the other thing I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we think we have to do everything on our own and we have to be the master of all things. But again, I, I know myself, I know my weaknesses, which are many, well enough. <laughs> and so we were able to bring together all of these disparate groups together, archi great architects, great builders, you know, you guys from the financial side and pull together a phenomenal facility that will, you know, last us, uh, we hope, the next 50 years. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, for visitors to, to Grove City, um, what can they expect? What is the new, the, yeah, the new facility size? It, 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 it's, it's, it's much larger than our old facility, which was about 20,000 square feet. Our current facility is about 50,000 square feet. Uh, we have a beautiful showroom, our flagship store that you come in and shop. Uh, and then we have the, uh, the, the, the factory open as much as OSHA allows us. Uh, when we went from this little uh, 
uh, building on the end of Madison Avenue in Grove City to where we are on 208, a lot had to change because of OSHA. Uh, what we were doing where our guests could walk through the workshop, interact with our craftsmen, probably not the safest. And so OSHA did not let us do that and made us put barriers around uh, our facility. But you can still go in. You'll go into our facility and you'll see anvils. <laughs> you'll see uh, ball-peen hammers. Not a common sight these you'll, days. you'll hear loud noises <laughs> of the banging of the hammers on the anvils. Um You'll see engravers engraving in steel like Otto Pisoni did in the late 1920s as he, as he created our craft. Um, you'll get a sense of our history in a little history area. So we, we try to do it as well as we possibly can to make it a bit of an experience and not just a store. Um, but uh, again, it, it's a fun place. Uh, it is a bunch of good people doing great work. And uh, we'd love to have uh, your guests come. And again, if you come up from the Pittsburgh area, you just make the uh, left off of 79 and we're maybe three quarters of a mile up on your right hand side. We'd love to have the guests come and, and, and visit us. I've been there. It's a first class facility. Thank really you. interesting because the story that you just went through is kind of illustrated in the in the facility itself. You know, I met with, I was at the office yesterday and, and, and one of the guests was a guy who retired from DC and, um, worked in the Pentagon and he'd never heard of us. And a friend told him about Wendell August. So he and his wife were vacationing and they came over to see us and he was absolutely blown away. You know, here's a great Patriot worked in the Pentagon for, you know, for his entire career. And he said, I didn't know they're still doing this in America. This is so cool. More people need to know about this. And so, again, that that keeps us going, right? right? That keeps us going, that we're doing something. We're not solving, you know, we're not curing cancer. We get that. But in our little sliver of the world, we're doing something that we think is important in a couple of ways. One, we're, we're trying to steward a tradition, a great tradition of American craftsmanship that over 250 years has been fostered and somewhat lost. But the other side... We are trying to create an environment where people who are great working with their hands have somewhere to go. You know, not all of us are college-bound. Not all of us are tech gurus. Some of us are incredible working with our hands. We're great mechanics. We're great just doing little things, make mm -hmm. models. We work in wood. And unfortunately, the manufacturing craft is, is being looked at less favorably this day, this day and age by, by many. And so we still, in our little way... We're providing an outlet for those people who might not be college-bound, but who love working with their hands, are great with cars, great with wood, and we can provide them a meaningful craft to raise their family and, and, and provide a salary that they can raise their family on. So that's important to us as well because uh, we love American manufacturing. So what, what is the breadth of the products to today that Wendell August Forge manufactures? Yeah, so, you know, what many of, of uh, your listeners and our viewers might know us for, Christmas ornaments. That's still the yeah. bedrock of who we are. Um, we do Christmas ornaments and, and more Christmas ornaments. But again, <laughs> still all made by hand. Yeah. And it's really amazing. Um, we do uh, wedding gifts, a lot of wedding gifts. And, and one of the things we do really well in wedding gifts, baby gifts, is we can personalize something. You know, if you have a wedding coming up in September, which I know you and your family do, you know, we, you, we could personalize a piece for the couple um, and, and with their names engraved on one of our designs. 
And so wedding and baby gifts are really big as well. But Christmas is, 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 our, is our big game as it relates to the B2C world. But we're very thankful also that our B2B side of our business, where we do uh, recognition pieces and giftware for businesses and organizations across the country, across the world. We shipped an order out yesterday. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but for Lucasfilms, where they are memorializing Yoda and something that Yoda is doing, a big milestone for Yoda. And guess who they came to to make the gift? Wendell August Forge. <laughs> kind of cool. Lucasfilm, really you know. My kids were all fired up because they grew <laughs> up on the Star Wars franchise. So, But, you know, we do, do amazing things like that for brands extremely well-known nationally and internationally and those local as well. Yeah. So recognition and giftware in the B2B space and then wedding, baby, and Christmas in the B2C space. Uh, you know, we talked about the, the commemorative tickets uh, for the penguins that you, you all did, you know, in the midst of, of the fire. You also did, because I have one on my mantle in my home office at home, you also uh, did a piece for the penguins based on pieces of the Civic Arena. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. We did an ornament series with the roof of the Civic I have Arena, one of those. which yeah. is just <laughs> one of the most amazing projects that we got national renown for. And, and we've worked with other um, professional sport, sports franchises to repurpose parts of arenas and stadiums as a result of that work. But you mentioned a very important part of our business, and that's the sports world. Uh, locally, we are so blessed by the Pittsburgh Steelers and Pittsburgh Penguins, probably our two biggest customers, and just so thankful for their ownership groups and marketing teams that continue to trust us for opportunities to do do great great work together, and again, they're they're two of the best franchises in in the world in the sports world. So it's an honor. But we uh, we do a lot of work with NFL, NHL teams, colleges, universities. Uh, we just were um, granted rights to get onto the Fanatic platform. Yeah, yeah. Fanatics does all of NHL shop, NFL shop, a lot of the team shops. So we're looking forward to some great opportunity with the with fanatics partnership and, and sports is also a huge part of our future as well. So for our viewers and listeners that uh, would like to either see the products or purchase the products, in addition to the flagship store in Grove city, you also have a couple of retail outlets. Well, actually we've not, we have really streamlined our business over the last couple of years uh, with advice from uh, Randy Davidson here at the bank uh, to really focus our efforts on where we're winning best and Small company, again, trying to corral limited resources to the greatest effect. I think, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a shiny object guy. Yeah. I love the new, new thing, the next new thing. But in my, as I've matured and aged, what I've learned is great companies focus. And so we have one flagship store in Mercer, Pennsylvania on Route 208. Um, we have a website, wendelaugus.com, that we do a lot of uh, uh, giftware from. So if any of your viewers can't get to Mercer, we encourage them to look at Wendell, W-E-N-D-E-L-L, August.com, and uh, see what we're doing there. And then the corporate space, uh, WendellCorporate.com. So WendellAugust.com, WendellCorporate.com. And uh, you can see a lot of our work. You see all the touch points, how to reach us via email uh, or phone call. And uh, again, we would be honored to talk with some of your viewers and, and your listening audience, uh, for sure. So, so, you know, we talked about this legacy of, of 
handcrafted Americana, basically. What's the future look like for Wendell August? Yeah, the future is, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm more excited today, Dave, for the future of Wendell August than I have been in 34 years. Uh, we are developing a young talent pool of leaders and next generation uh, leaders as well. Um, again, I'm, I'm 57, right? I, I've got to recognize that part of my stewardship is transitioning to the next group of leaders internally. And so that's what, you know, I'm spending a lot of my time working with younger leaders in our company to, you know, help join their teams and support them in, in growing their leadership uh, to new levels as well. So we're excited internally. We're developing a new bench. We're focusing on, uh, you know, where we win and where we win best, you know, where the customers seem to resonate with us most and also where we're able to make the most profit. Where those intersect, that's the thing of beauty for us. And that's where we really are focusing our efforts. And so you'll see a lot more around Christmas ornaments, a lot more around tickets, uh, a lot more around uh, personalization, that engraving I was telling you about. And you'll see us really fine-tuning our, our, our award program for recognition and continually building out our distributor network nationwide to work with companies when they have something special, that's really mm -hmm. when people think of us. You know, it's not the 11th anniversary that people come to us for. Right. It's the 10th or the 20th or the 25th or the yeah. 50th. That's when people think of Wendell August. It's the national sales award programs that we do for a multitude of major companies nationwide. That's when they think of Wendell August. And so that's what you'll see more of over the coming days and years at Wendell August. But Dave, what we feel that we are called to do is set it up for the next 100 years. And that's, you know, that's my legacy is that just as my dad did, just as Bob August and Wendell August did, that Wendell August will be around far after Will Connect is involved and far after I'm, I'm on this earth. What a great kind of concept. All right. I don't even want to say concept. What a great, um, philosophy well, thank you, sir. about small business ownership. You see yourself as a steward of a legacy and try to pass that, basically pay that forward to future generations. Absolutely. You know, and if I could comment on that, I, I see myself as I'm in the third quarter of life, but I'm probably in the fourth quarter of my business life, right? And, and for so many entrepreneurs out there, uh, we don't think about succession planning, uh, everything revolve. And again, if there's any, you know, thing that I'm learning right now, my most important job is not today. It's not about today. My, my most important job is, is setting up our future leaders to succeed our current team and take us to new heights. And that's why I want to build into our young leaders for the future. And if I could encourage anybody in the same season of life that I am in, uh, who are, you know, entrepreneurs begin thinking about who the next generation of leaders are so that your company too will far outlast you and, and build a legacy far beyond you. Well, I was going to ask you what your advice for entrepreneurs and, and, and you answered it without me even asking the question. Um, so you've been through the highs and the lows uh, as a small business owner for many years now. Um, any other tips or suggestions or thoughts about, let's say, an aspiring entrepreneur? Yeah, and I've learned more from my failures and mistakes. But one of the things that I have learned from my many, uh, many faults is 
that we as leaders need to see beyond the circumstances I said earlier, that the here and now is not always truth. It might be the reality we see in front of us, but it's not always truth. And we need to project truth for our teams. We need to lead. Even when it doesn't feel great inside, we need to make the hard decisions for the good of the company, not for the ease of me. I, I'm not a you know confrontational guy, but yeah. I've got to do things that are sometimes hard because I've got 70 families that rely on some of the decisions that I make. Um, but also, when things look bad, try and fight through. Bring a team together that can help you can see that help can help you see beyond that circumstance to that next phase of life. And if it's there, stay focused on that, not on what you see immediately, whether it be cash flow problems, whether it be losing your best employee that drives 60% of your revenue, whether it's your best customer. You know, we as entrepreneurs, we face obstacles every day. The leader leads through those. And that's what I hope to do. Uh, I fall down a lot. But I recognize back in the back of my mind, that's what I need to come back to. So that would be on the day-to-day thing. And those who are in my season of, of you know, if you're in the fourth quarter of your business yeah. life, be thinking about developing that next generation so that you can hand it to a, a great, great future. Great advice. Um, and thank you so much for telling the story of Wendell August. Uh, you know, one of the most interesting relationships that uh, that I've been involved with here at the bank in terms of perseverance. Yeah. Um, so you. commend you and your, your team and your family for, for doing what you've done for so many families in the community uh, in, in the Mercer County area. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for those of you that have any suggestions for future episodes or any specific questions, you can email us at insidethevault at enterprisebankpgh.com. And Will, again, how can people... Get in touch with Wendell August. Yeah, WendellAugust.com is probably the best way to reach out to us. You'll find all of our contact information from there, including if you want to look at our B2B site, you can get there from WendellAugust.com. Excellent. Please check us out on all the major podcast platforms and in video format on YouTube. Thank you very much for listening. Mm.